This is the Living Fearless Today podcast, a show that helps men like you and me who are struggling to get unstuck and overcome fear to live confidently and courageously. I'm your host and transformation coach, Mike Forrester, helping you create the change you want now. Join me as I interview men who've conquered their challenges and soared to success as they spill their secrets on how they live fearless today. Well, hello and welcome back, my friend. Man, this week I could not be happier. This is my uh, weekday workout buddy. Uh, I guess you could say he's kind of like me uh, <laughs> as his eyebrows go up. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Um, no, this is my almost 21-year-old son, Arthur Forrester. And uh, we've had a heck of a journey as we're coming up to the one-year uh, you know, anniversary of living fearless today. Uh, he had, had specifically asked, Hey dad, this is what I want to do. You know, it's the one year and you know, it's my birthday, of course, pulling out the birthday card. I mean, come on. And, uh, so yeah, but, uh, I'm totally excited to, to get into this conversation with my son here. So Arthur, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Mike. <laughs> that's that's the weirdest ring <laughs> coming from you thank you aj or arthur <laughs> hi dad how you doing much better man <laughs> so uh hey let's jump on into it um sure. what does life look like for you today on the the business side of life what if what does career and work look like um so right now i'm actually out of a job um, some plans fell through with some friends. I was looking to move, um, the 13th of June, um, plans fell through, it happens. Um, but you know, it's, you can't do anything about it really. So, yeah, um, I mean, you've done a great job in researching, looking what options. And I mean, this has all happened within the last week. I'm, mm-hmm. I mean, five days, most likely would honestly be more accurate. Yeah. And so I've been so proud of you in the fact of how you've handled it because okay. you've, you have stepped into it to research. You've mm-hmm. had conversations, kept people, you know, in the loop. And I know mm-hmm. that's a, a new thing for you working on as far as, you know, communicating, Hey, I need help. This is what's going on. Yeah. Um, but you, you also haven't blamed anybody and looked like, Hey, I just, I'm mad. And here we go. So I'm yeah. super excited. Um, you know, for the, the way you've handled it. Um, very, very proud of you. Um, you've got a great example to follow. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, I'm turning about 20 shades of red. And <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what does life look like on the personal side for you as far as, you know, I mean, wife, kids, you know, all those things. Well, unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm actually a happy single, you know, unfortunately, so unfortunately, you know, for the women <laughs> of the world, I'm unfortunately happy with my, my status of singleness. You trying to give me a heart attack here. <laughs> one thing at a time, one thing yeah. at a time, man. Yeah. So, um, single right now could not be happier. Um, I have a horse, love that thing to death, um, work out every day, 
try to try yeah, to Monday through Friday day. Yep. Um, but yeah, just kind of, uh, a new development is my, some of my friends group have started a, uh, Bible study on Tuesdays mm-hmm. at about nine o'clock. So that's been, that's been awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely incredible. Super fun. Yeah community and friendship. I mean, that's, I think one thing that's important, you know, to have, I mean, do you, do you see like when you have friends and you, you have those relationships, you're actually communicating, do you see like you're in a better place and, and so are they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you remember when we first moved here, I really didn't have any friends and that was a, that was a dark place, especially, you know, that and Um, yeah, pretty much, pretty much when we moved here up until um, what trail life, roughly four yeah. years. Roughly four years was we were. Uh, I was I was in a relatively dark place for four years about that. Yeah. So, but yeah, absolutely. Um, when you have community and you have friends, when you have people you can reach out to, huge difference in life. I mean, you have people that you can rely on and trust. Absolutely game changer, man. Yeah. And I think the way you guys interact with each other and lean on each other has changed as well. I mean, you guys are still sarcastic as I'll get out. Oh, That's absolutely. not changed, <laughs> but, but you lean on each other, um, you know, in a, in a healthier way, like mm-hmm. you're more open with each other mm-hmm. than I think before you would have, do you, do you feel the same way or? Absolutely. And that was one of the things we kind of talked about in the, in the, um, in the Bible study. We, we kind of hold each other accountable to like, it's not only a Bible study. We also talk about how we're doing mentally for the week. What are, what are our goals? What are we doing this week? What are, you know, um, some of my buddies in Tennessee, mm-hmm. one's a, one of them's in college, two of my buddies, not too far from here. Um, they're also in college. So, you know, what, what are their assignments? What do they need to get done? What tests do they need? What, what, how much studying are they doing? Yeah. So that's on another thing there. It's an accountability group too. So not only is it spiritually accountable, but also mentally and educationally accountable. So you guys are looking at life holistically, like mentally, yeah. emotionally, yeah. physically. Yeah. It's kind yeah. of like a support group. Yeah. Whether you're still repping out your dad on uh, preacher curls. Absolutely. Got to get that pump in. Ah, dude, man. So, uh, so for you dads out there, be ready for when your kids uh, <laughs> get a little older. And if they come to the gym with you, well, even if they don't come to the gym with you, they're still going to be like going, I'm going to take down the old dog. Oh, and uh, come on. <laughs> what's going to come into come into lead sometime. Yeah. <laughs> pack, pack mentality, baby. So we'll go to the gym and and he can he can outdo me on preacher curl and he absolutely loves it. So it's. It's awesome to have that competitiveness, but um, I would say there's a different competitiveness now than in the mm-hmm. past when you and I have gone to the gym, because I, I think it was almost adversarial. Would you? Absolutely. Yeah. That's how I, that, that's definitely how I'd look at it. What now, was now, different? I mean, for both of us, well, like what's changed in you, what's changed in me? I can't speak for you. That is, that is your place. But for me, I've grown a whole new understanding of who you are over the years. Mm. You're, you're a completely different man than you were five years ago. 
completely, absolutely 180. Yeah, 180. <laughs> yes, you got that right. <laughs> so like, even uh, even when we were trying to go and work out, like let's say three years ago, mm-hmm. what was the what was the rub that was aggravating in that time of going to the gym and trying to to work out? So I wouldn't say it was a rub. It, I'm not a not at least on my side. It was the fact that I I felt like I wasn't good enough. Like I wasn't living up to your name or you know your expectations almost. So over the years, it's also another thing to trust. We've lo- we've learned to trust each other over these past couple of years a lot more than we used to have. So now it's not a rub and it's not an adversarial relationship at the gym. It's a, Hey, I'm here to push you to your new limits. You have, you have weight goals and I have, we both have body goals, right? Mm -hmm. Now we're pushing each other to be the best versions of ourselves. It's no longer, Hey, I can, here's, here's what I can do. You know, is this good enough for you? Is this, is this new benchmark good enough for you? And if it's not there, you know, keep, keep moving up that ladder. But now it's, hey, I'm here. You're here. I you need to be here. Mm-hmm. What can we do to get you up there? And at that rung, what what can we? What's the future plan to get up more rungs? You know, how can we communicate more efficiently? My goal is just to be five, able to to preach or curl five pounds more than you. Hey, <laughs> that's an impossible task, man. Impossible task. It seems like it. <laughs> Every time I feel like I'm getting a little gain, it's like, what the heck did you do, buddy? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> they eaten. It it seemed like when we were working out before in trying to my intention was to to help you have better form in the workouts. Mm-hmm. How did it come across? Because our intentions are not always the way things are perceived. Yeah. Absolutely. How did it come across before? I had a completely different mindset back then. Mm. So again, it was feeding into, I'm not good enough for you. I'm not good enough for you. And almost every day, that was my mentality at the gym. You know, oh, you're doing this wrong. Not good enough. You know, another day, you're not doing this right. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. And that's when at a breaking moment, I was like, I mean, we stopped going to the gym for what a month, month mm-hmm. or two, and that was my breaking point. I was like, okay, I need to look at this differently. What am I? What am I? What's my mindset right now? What is my mindset? What is our relationship, and what is my mindset? And that's the biggest thing, honestly, in life that you have ever taught me. What it, your mindset can change your entire dynamic with yourself mm-hmm. and with everybody else. It's it's a completely that is your way of life. Almost your mindset is your way of life. And so I had, I had to look at it like in a mirror, like I'm staring myself down in the mirror. Like what, why am I doing this? You are not the same man you were five years ago. You're not the man you were three years ago. And you're not the same man you were a year ago. Why am I still resentful of you? Why do I still not trust you? Why do I still not, you know, I love you as a father, but I did not love you as a friend 
or as mm-hmm. a father, really. You were a parental figure to me. And I was like, you are my father. And I need to have not only respect for you, but love and affection. And I need to have a better relationship with you. So that was the breaking point for me. I was like, I need to change my mind about something. And something needs to happen, whether it's a talk, a mindset change, um, an absence of something. And it was mm-hmm. that, that's what the absence was the biggest thing, the absence of that mindset. And every See, day you have, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're good. And every day you kind of have to work towards that, that, that change of mindset. And, uh, honestly, when it started was when I got my, my phone case, if you remember that day, when we were looking at phone cases together and I said, Hey, I really like this quote. And that's kind of when I was start, starting to get into stoicism as well. It says, when you arise in the morning, think of what a privilege it is to be alive, to think, to enjoy and to love. And that really resonated with me because I had struggled for a long time with depression like hardcore depression. You and I both share that. Yeah. It was one of the things that, you know, you talk about these traits that you don't love, you don't, you instilled in us and don't like, Yeah. you know, that was one of the things that as a, as a child, I watched you at the computer for hours or, you know, whatever it was, you know, it wasn't necessarily the computer, but it was something, you know, it was almost an absence of, of you there. It wasn't, you weren't really there, you know, Yeah, I was physically there, but I emotionally checked out. I mean, I was medicating because you're talking about me playing video games 12, 15, 18 hours a day to escape. Mm -hmm. And so I was there, but I wasn't available is what Mm -hmm. you're referring to. Correct. Correct. Yeah. But that's, you know, that's where the depression started to stem from. And then it just kind of it, it has a way of taking hold, you know. Uh, that, that depression, once it finally gets inside of you enough, it just kind of takes hold. Mm-hmm. And then that's, you know, at that breaking point in our relationship, that's kind of when I had to take a look at everything. And that's when you had changed as well. You were a changed man. You weren't really gaming at that point. So I was like, okay, what, what's going on? Like, what am I, what, why am I still in this situation? You're not there. And I don't want to be here anymore. So why am I here? If I don't want to be here and you're not there, why am I still here? And so the phone case is a really good reminder of, hey, you were chosen for a task. You have a purpose in life. You have people that love you. You have things to enjoy, you know, whether it's Saturday night pizza or beer with the boys on the weekends. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're not 21 yet. You can't have beer on the weekend. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> seltzers on the weekend. You crack a cold one with the boys. Crack it a cold Kool Aid with the boys. A cold Kool Aid. <laughs> cool, cold Kool Aid on a summer day on a, with the boys. But uh, you know, whether it's, it's chilling and chilling out in the hot tub with your boys, or yeah. going and going on a drive with them, or you know, going to the range and shooting some. Letting, letting some lead fly it's just it goes back to community it really does you have people that love you you have things that you love to do and that you just have you just have it's a privilege to live and that's mm-hmm. one thing i looked at it is truly a privilege to live it is so did anything 
So did anything in the situation between you or I or anybody in the family, did it change or was it your perspective of the situation which changed? At that time, you know what I mean? Like you're looking at it and you're still going, hey, things, things, I'm like, I'm not measuring up. Mm -hmm. Did your perspective in saying, hey, I do measure up or was it that that I and, you know, your sisters and mom all treated you differently all of a sudden? I think it was a combination of three things. So I felt like I finally earned your respect. I finally gotten that that place in the gym. (laughs) And, and the gaming system where I was like, I can, I can contend with you now. Yeah, let's go. I'm no longer, I'm no longer repping five pounds on the uh, Arnold, Arnold stuff. I don't, I don't remember what they're called. Bulgarian squats or something, you know? Yeah. But, uh, you know, when we played games together, I could actually hold my own and stuff. And then I had witnessed all these family events and I was like, that's not right. That is not how I want to be treated when something comes up. That is not how I want to treat my children when it comes up, if it comes up ever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you guys, once I finally graduated college and high school, then I felt acad- at an academ- academically at a level of academics, I had finally reached respect. And at that, at that point, I, I feel like I was in a pretty good spot. That was, that was, that was my Mount Everest, my four corners, finally meeting a peak. Now, what's interesting here is, man, you for years before, oh my gosh, were way better at video games than I was. I, than I was like, I would run dead, run dead. It, it like, I didn't play PVP cause you'd like school to me so bad. And, uh, you know, that's player versus player for anybody wondering. And you go up against somebody. Put, so I wouldn't compete against him um, just because he was that much better. So to me, that's interesting that you felt like you could hold your own when you were already ahead of me in that aspect, dude. Um, well, I never you never played it with me. You very uh, let me retract. Let me retract that. Me OK, retract that. you very rarely played that with me. In the PvP so aspect of it? PvP, yeah. In PvP, you did not play with me. Because that's Very not rarely. my big thing, man. But every time I, know, I did, I it was and like that's why dead. I, couldn't, I couldn't get a grasp on the scale as a, as a, like, as, uh, as a comparison. I couldn't get a grasp of your, as my ranking. I could not get a grasp, grab a grasp on it. I gotcha. I okay. So that was kind of where I was like, Okay, that's fine. I'll just group. I'll just kind of teeter over here, see what the scale's looking like on the other side of the field. Yeah, because so. you always excelled at that aspect of it. You know, with the PvP, that was something that you excelled in. And I mean, it's just not my game style. Yeah, but no, that's no. that's interesting to hear that that's something that it was like. Hey, now I can hold my own when you are already ahead of me. Um, at least from my perspective and from the statistics in the game. <laughs> so did um, like give you a good gift this year? <laughs> yeah. Um, so as far as academics, like both of us have dyslexia, you have dysgraphia and dyscalculia as well. 
-hmm. So you have more learning challenges. And I know facing that growing up, like I didn't find out until I was 40 Mm -hmm. about having dyslexia. And that was like, excuse me, what? And that was in getting you and and one of your sisters tested, you know, Mm -hmm. getting an assessment to say, do they have this? Yes, they do. And by the way, you do too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Excuse me. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I won the lottery that day. Yeah. But that brings a component where it's like, I get it. You're not, you're not feeling normal because you're Mm -hmm. going through the lessons. Um, And then, you know, you're trying your hardest, but you're not, you're not feeling adequate. Mm -hmm. Now you ended up um, then going into tech school for welding and machining. Mm -hmm. And dude, you worked your tail off. You were going to school. 530 into seven o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. I mean, and I think you only had like four hours in between there where you got to go from doing like welding in the morning to doing machining. What was it? I had one hour for lunch. Was it really one hour? It was one hour. Well, two hours. We had one hour for lunch and then one hour for dinner. And every day I got ramen from the cafeteria. Yeah, that wasn't because anything mom and I were doing. That was, uh, I want this. Okay, you go with what you want, <laughs> want but ramen. here Give are other options. Food. I was like, ramen, gross. Give me but, um, in a bowl. D- dude, you put in the work. When, when, you, when you went to machining and welding, did you start to gain some confidence for yourself in like how you were excelling through those two? Absolutely. My instructors were a huge part of that. Herman um, Herman really gave me praise on doing both. He was like, dude, you've got this. You were doing great on both. You were doing awesome. And then um, Austin, or no, Mr. Maples um, said, you know, for what you're doing, kid, you're, you're going crazy. Mr. Maples was like, dude, you're doing way better than I could ever do. You're, I would be going off the walls and be absolutely belligerent. And he's from the South. So he has said, he says a pretty choice words <laughs> that I, that I cannot use on here. Uh, but there were some, yeah, he said, you're doing absolutely incredible. So those, those really helped me. And then, um, you know, just, finally feeling like i'm hey i know what i'm doing i I finally have that self-confidence i know what i'm doing i can do it on my own and you know it was it was fun it was a lot of fun college is a great time yeah both tech school is a great time college is not a great time (laughs) well that was that was where you found confidence that was an amazing experience for you absolutely and um dude you just excelled and transformed within less than a two year period. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to go back to like, before I started changing when it was like, you know, we, when things were rough, you know, as far as I was, would communicate through yelling and intimidation and manipulation. Mm-hmm. What is your like recollection of that time? Like, what do you, what do you remember of that? So I won't lie. Like one to nine, 
10, somewhere around there. I don't, I don't really remember a whole lot. I remember Boise pretty, pretty okay-ish, mm-hmm. but like I have these select, select memories, you know, but um, pretty much all I did every day was school, hop on the game, school, hop on the game. And that was, that was almost every day. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, it was game or chores, chores then game on Saturdays. And then it was uh, church, church, finish up if I had any leftover schoolwork, chores if I had any leftover schoolwork, and then games. That, that was my life. And I'm sure you can attest to that because you witnessed that. Yeah. And that was, that was my life. That's just how I dealt with it. Yeah, I was going to say you as little problems as as possible, as humanly possible. As like, do not make problems. Stay out of his way. Put your head down and walk down that hallway. Just yeah. do not bother him. You were like you, you're like the the general in the room with a bunch of privates. Mm. You're like big, burly, strong. You know, walk walk down that hallway with authoritarian. Mm-hmm. And I'm that little private scrawny, scrawny dude, little E1 walking down, <laughs> walking down the hallway towards the administration office. And it was just, that was, that was our household. You were the, you were the authoritarian figure. Mm-hmm. And if something went wrong, all, all, uh, all hell broke loose. And that was a lot of the time when things broke loose. So at that point, how much of a father-son relationship did you feel like there existed between you and I? No, it was non-existent. Absolutely. Yeah. No chance it wasn't. There was, it was, yeah, <laughs> it was not there almost at all. Did you have any hope that things would? I mean, like, are you looking at it going, come on, dad, like this got to change? Not really. My biggest, my Back then, my plan was get done with school as quickly and efficiently as possible and get out of the house as soon as possible. Hmm. And, you know, that's, I had a rough patch, you know, every, everybody does. Uh, after school, I, I took up that welding job uh, traveling and that was kind of my escape for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really didn't call or text or anything while I was on the road. But towards the end, I started to say, they're important to me. I love them. They are my family. They are, you have one family in your life. You get one family. No, you get two, but you have one blood related family and one, one adopted family. Yeah. So it was our relationship before you changed non-existent. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah. I don't remember there ever being really a relationship. I remember there being a face to put on when we were out in public settings, you know, that, but other than that, no. What do you mean by there was a face put on? It was a mask. So, you know, like mm-hmm. a lot of people have a mask, you know, when they go out, I put it on when I go out because I'm an introvert. So I'm like, Oh, happy go lucky. Yeah. Let's go guys. When inside I'm just dreading every single moment <laughs> of a crowded room. So no, but it's just, you have a mask you put on, you have a display and the Japanese have a really good, really good theory. You have three faces. You have one world for the world to see. You have one for your family to see. And then you have one that nobody sees and that's your true inner self. 
And so you have the you have three layers, and your mask mm-hmm. is for the world to see. Right, everybody eat it every day. You know, go going grocery shopping at work. You know, stuff like that. You know, uh, the family. You know, you have a mask for your family. You have a you have you have a reputation almost to keep up with them. You know, like there's an expectation. You have that expectation to keep a hold of. Mm-hmm. And then your final mask is the one you keep personal. You don't show anybody. That is your own mask. That is your true self. That is your inner. So your inner theory, I guess. I don't know. It's weird. Do you do you feel like you're able to be more real with like that family mask? Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've definitely changed. I've de- I've changed over the years. Yeah, and I'm sure you've seen my ev- evolution. Yes, of, uh, big time. Yeah, it's it's been great. I'm glad you could witness it. So I'm glad I stayed well, home. I mean, I'm I'm proud of the fact of watching you do that because it's like I can't make you change. Mom can't make you change. There's nobody that can make you change, oh, regardless of change. what life around you may be. The way you perceive it, you know, is going to dictate how, like what actions you take. Right? Yeah, for sure. And so, like you just being willing and having the courage to step into it and go, you know, like you talked about earlier, I'm not in the same place. This is not how I want to be. Dad's not, you know, dad's not the same guy he was like, why am I holding on to this? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's, that takes a lot of courage to reflect and do that introspective work and go, okay, what's off? Like, why am I still holding on to this, this, you know, belief? Mm-hmm. Um, because you have a choice, mm-hmm. you know, you can be like, yeah, I'm going to be mad forever. And I'm, I'm just going to stick to the way things life. are. Yeah. I'm going to resent you for the rest of my life. Dad. No, hey. no more of you. Nope. <laughs> no more family. Nope. Never again. Run as nope. fast as you can. Right. Exactly. Run as fast as you can down that road. Yeah. Become the, become the road runner from that anim- animation from the uh, cartoon. Just yeah. Run. As long as you don't become Wiley Coyote, man. Uh, yeah. I just um, speeding down. What's that? I just be speeding down that road. Yeah, exactly. So you talked about stoicism earlier. Mm-hmm. How did you come to discover stoicism, and what is it like? How has it helped you process? So um, the way I discovered it, um, I don't really remember how. But I remember the person that really made me engage with it. And now his name is Ryan Holiday. Really great guy. Has a great podcast. Yeah, I know. I know you know about it. I won't, I won't shut up about it. No, I love hearing about it because it resonates yeah. with you. It's important it, to you. It's great. So. Um, it has some really great books. Um, you got me for my birthday or Christmas. I think it was Christmas. Um, one of his newer releases called uh, Obstacle is the Way. Great mm-hmm. book, absolutely incredible. Um, but he has a podcast, and it's called The Daily Stoic. Mm-hmm. Incredible. And that's what that's really what changed my life. I mean, besides you, obviously. But um, <laughs> besides you making your absolutely got, uh, world rupturing change, Ryan gave Holiday you space helped. to change. Let's put it yeah. that way, right? Yeah, Ryan Holiday was the catalyst for me. Mm. So, um, 
but stoicism really means to me like you know a lot of people miss i feel like um mistake it for you you just uh, pan face it don't show any emotion don't show any joy no despair no no nothing don't show any emotion but it's really not the stoics even talk about you know joy in life they talk about the sadness they talk about you know, there, there have been several stoics that have taken their lives mm. there have been you know there's just so much to it if you just dig a little bit you'll find a lot of great things like uh, memento mori um love death i believe i don't know it's been a while since i've studied honestly <laughs> What what about uh, what about that? Just like, why do you like that? Memento mort. It just to me it means be be fearless. You only have one life. Be fearless with it. What's the worst that could happen? You die. Everybody else dies. Mm. Everybody so, else dies. It comes at some point. You cannot outrun death. So why not live it fearlessly and do something you're going to remember and be remembered for? So when no. you're looking at your life and going, am I living fearless? I'm, li- I'm, I'm living life as large as I can. What mm-hmm. does that like look like for you um, in, in how you attack things? You know, come at, come at it from multiple angles. You know, if you have a problem and uh, it doesn't succeed the first time, you now have a list of, you still have the problem, but you now have a way that you know it doesn't work. So you still have the barrier, but now you, you eliminated one process. Hmm. Um, Rome wasn't built in one day. I mean, how many, how many um, best time selling books were denied by several publishers before they finally found a publisher that would publish the book and then it became in a uh, best time selling? I mean, there, there's just so many... Uh, comparisons you can do there's 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 so many things you know you go, go ask that girl out what's the worst she's gonna say no okay what's the big deal what's you know go apply for that job you want what's the worst to say no okay now ask how you can get the job have a have a better chance of getting the job next time that's that's one thing you guys have taught me you know if i get the, denied for a job you know ask questions. What can I do different? Why was I turned away? What can I do to improve my chances? You know, stuff like that. And just honestly, it just ask questions, do things recklessly. Well, don't, don't do things recklessly. I retract that. Live life recklessly and have fun. That is live it with fire, live it with passion. Mm. Do things you're passionate about. Let it be an adventure, not just a blip on the radar that's mediocre. Exactly. Live your life. Don't have life live you. Yeah, very true. Go out there, see the world. So what within, you talked about Ryan Holiday's book of um, Obstacle is the Way. What was like your favorite part in it that, you know, you're just like totally ecstatic about the book. Like what was your favorite thing about it? I don't know. 
That's like trying to pick a favorite kid, Dad. There's a lot of good stuff in that book. I do have a favorite kid. I just don't tell you guys who it is. It's your favorite son, right? <laughs> I'm my own favorite child. <laughs> <laughs> you are. I'm sure your mom's favorite child. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> five kids. Not going to lie. She's five kids. Yes. And I'm the oldest. Yep. So um, what was one of the things that you would say, like, if you could impart one message to me like one lesson what would you say is like a takeaway from obstacle is the way this is gonna be your very smart alec uh response but my response would be go read the book in the entirety mm. and then come talk to me about what was your favorite it's it's an awesome book so you want to have um, a conversation oh absolutely no i don't want to have a conversation i'm there i'm just gonna say hey have you read the book yet and if you say yes, I'm just going to slam the door in your face. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, the obstacle of the way is a very, in a way, it's a very self-explanatory book. It goes through the challenges of, like I was saying, you, you have a problem, you have a summit mm-hmm. you need, you can, you need to conquer. Okay. Throw a solution at the wall, bounces off. Throw another solution at the wall, bounces off. And that's fine. That is completely acceptable. That is, and failure is an acceptable outcome. Mm-hmm. As long as you're persistent at it, as long as you at some point find a solution, don't give up on it. Don't give up. You don't, <laughs> just don't give up. I mean, it's, Every, every problem in life has a solution. No problem is different than one. But they may, they may have different solutions, but they're all the same. You yeah. have the same problem, but a different formula. It's math. What's one plus one? Two. What's four plus four? Eight. It's the same thing, right? It's, the same, it's a number, mm-hmm. but numbers are different, right, on both sides. So it's the same constant on both sides. Okay. So, just so keep going at it. what's that? So just keep going at it. Throw all the solutions you can muster at it. Just be persistent. In just other words, persistent. right? Just be, per- be persistent and keep going at it. Yeah. So as you're adjusting with this recent news, mm-hmm. you still know who you are. Mm-hmm where you wanted to get to has changed. How do you adjust from there? Like um, you have, have kept your head up Mm -hmm. again. You've not looked to blame anybody yourself or anybody else, but you've, you've continued to look at it positively. How are you going about doing that when the news isn't what you wanted? You know, it's actually the opposite of, well, that <laughs> door seems like it's closing it was, at this point. What do I do? It was you know? difficult. It, it really was difficult. I mean, I allowed myself some breathing room just in case. Um, that's I, I sent out the text as asking if, if plans were still on with the person I was getting help from. And he was like, I, I don't know. Uh, some, some stuff, some personal stuff came up and I don't think I'll be able to help anymore. And so, um, I had a feeling 
you know, there, there's always that voice in your back of your head saying something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. You know, something's going to go wrong. But, um, you know, I caved to it and I'm glad I did. Um, because otherwise I would have been caught out in the rain. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, you can never prepare for these type of things, right? You can never, you can never really prepare truly. Um, but you can adjust course. You can, you can drive a near, um, you can drive a feeling a certain way, right? So I'm, I'm still, dis- am I disappointed? Absolutely. I'm, I am frustrated. And I mean, there's nothing you can do though, right? There's mm-hmm. nothing I can do because it's, it's nothing I can control. Um, so, I mean, I know it's nothing I can control. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's one of those things that happens. Things are going to happen inevitably. So. It seems like you've done like a reflection on what's going on. Is this something that I did wrong? No. Is this something anybody else did wrong? No. Okay. Things happen because it was mm-hmm. events on their side as well mm-hmm. that then impact your decisions, but you're also looking at it and going, okay, what other opportunities does this open up now and how do I handle it? So it's like, even though you're disappointed and in the way things have gone, you're still optimistic, Mm -hmm. um, you know, about, about the opportunities that are before you, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of that changing of course, you kind of have to just go with the flow, you know, that it, it, you know, it's the, the progression the progressiveness yeah. and uh, you just kind of have to keep going. You, you can't go back in life. You can't rewind. You, you just have to keep going. Going with the punches, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, Arthur, thank you very, very much for joining me, man. It is yeah. such an honor to have you join me mm-hmm. to see the change mm-hmm. that has gone on in who you are as a man now and who you're continuing to become. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally, totally proud of you. And uh, dude, you do measure up. So I'm glad that that voice of not measuring up is gone, Mm -hmm. you know, because it's opened up opportunities and, and, and our relationship. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's opened you up to a different, way of looking at life and us mm-hmm. having that relationship like you talked about. Yeah. It's so, up to a different lifestyle. And I'm I'm totally honored and blessed. So thank you. And uh thank you. you know it'll be a few days after this that it's your birthday. So happy early birthday. <laughs> and uh congratulations on one year of being a podcaster. Thank you. I appreciate your support. Yes sir. Thanks so much, my friend, for joining me on another episode. If you found the information within the show helpful, please leave a review on the platform you're listening to. Helps raise the show's visibility so other men can join us in breaking free. See you on the next episode. And remember to continue putting yourself out there. Have a great one.